career-driven individuals. Ready to unlock your potential? Discover William Peace University's School of Professional Studies. Our classes are tailored for the working professional. Attend class on your terms with our online sessions and choose from various start dates throughout the year. Dive into a curriculum designed for success. Every class is a stepping stone that takes you closer to your career goals. Take one or more classes. It's in your hands. Elevate your career with William Peace University's School of Professional Studies. Dive deeper at williampeace.info slash SPS. Your journey begins here. It's the Sports Shop with Reese and K-Mac. We got something real special for you right now. We got an opportunity. Um, I think it would be better to do it. We got an opportunity. We got something real special right now. And we got we got, we got a doctor joining us. Absolutely. A professional uh, joining us. Yes. But Reese knows them much better than we all know them. So tell us who we got. Yeah, I, right I, I know. I, I'm fairly close to him, I think. Uh, we're so happy to have Dr. Bianca Reese who is a public health research scientist and evaluator specializing in research in health, equity, positive youth development, and maternal and child health. She's here to talk about an important topic, actually a crisis today in the United States. Uh, we had Dr. Stromer a, a few weeks ago on the show uh, who uh, talked about maternal uh, mortality crisis among black women. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dr. Reese is here with us uh, this morning for to further highlight this crisis. Okay, discuss what's behind it, the increase in deaths amongst pregnant um, and childbearing black women and what needs to be done to combat this problem. Welcome, Bianca, to the Sports Shop. Good morning, Bianca. How you doing? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. You can tell I definitely read that intro right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I tell people Great all the time. job. I tell people all the time. You don't, they don't know unless you tell them. I know. <laughs> so I appreciate you uh, making me sound like I knew what the hell I was talking about. Thank you yeah, so much. Yeah, you did that. You did that. <laughs> so, but <laughs> let's, let's jump right into it. So why is that? Uh, why do black women in particular face more health risk during pregnancy compared to other uh, groups of women? Well, uh, first I, you know, want to shout out to Dr. Strowman who talked before me um, in the previous segment. Y'all are getting a lot of public health knowledge today. Um, so I appreciate the opportunity to continue to talk about um, this really important public health crisis. Um, Dr. Strowman, a couple of weeks ago, like you said, that a couple um, uh, eloquently laid out uh, the state of America's maternal health crisis, especially among black women. Um, and this came after the very sad news of Tori Bowie's untimely death at the age of 32. And as many of your listeners probably already know, Tori Bowie was an Olympic champion in track and field, and she won a gold medal as the anchor leg on the winning 4 by one relay at the 2016 Olympics in Rio. And that was one of three medals she won. She actually also won the silver medal in the 100 dash and the bronze in the 200. Um, and so that, you know, you know, I grew up running track pretty religiously. Yep. So I was a big fan of Tori's and was really crushed when I uh, heard the sad news. Um, Tori was eight months pregnant when she passed away from preg- from complications of childbirth in her home in Florida back in May. And unfortunately, her story is just far too common in the United States. You know, the U.S. has the highest maternal mortality rate among all high-income countries, and this crisis is only getting worse. And Data shows that black women in the U.S. are three times, three times more likely to die from pregnancy complications um, compared to white women. And keep, this, keep in mind that these numbers are even more alarming when you consider that most of these maternal deaths are completely preventable. So this shouldn't wow. be happening. Wow. This is great stuff. I appreciate this conversation. We're talking to Dr. Bianca Reese, who is a public health research scientist and evaluator. Um, I have one daughter, and it was a very high-risk pregnancy, so... 
um, I definitely understand this conversation. And in doing that, um, and knowing it was high risk and the things that I had to go through, beyond, uh, Dr. Reese, and being on bed rest for three months, sometimes it was really hard uh, to really, you know, get certain things done. Um, so I would like to ask you, like, so what needs to be done to improve pregnancy outcomes and really get your doctor to listen to the black woman? Right. Well, Pam, like you just described, black women face far more health risks, you know, at all stages of the pregnancy and after the pregnancy um, for a multitude of reasons, but it largely boils down to one main root cause, racism, right? Mm -hmm. um, so perpetual racism at multiple levels, structural, systemic, and even interpersonal ra uh, racism within the healthcare setting um, really puts black women at a greater risk of pregnancy complications. And so structural factors like the lack of adequate insurance coverage during a postpartum period or, you know, black women not being taken seriously um, when they do seek care um, and especially mm -hmm. if they're in pain. Um, it's unfortunate that world-class athletes like Tori Bowie, um, who, you know, top-notch shape, has access to healthcare resources, was not immune to the harm caused by mm -hmm. structural racism. Um, so <laughs> saying all that, um, I remember hearing um, uh, or watching an interview of Tori Bowie's agent, uh, Kimberly Holate, and she spoke about how Tori had a lot of hesitations about delivering in a hospital. She didn't trust the hospitals, and she wanted to, you know, have more control over her delivery. Um, and so it's completely unacceptable that, you know, people, women of color, um, have this perpetuating mistrust in the U.S. Um, for our healthcare system. Um, and so black women should have access to more quality care, and that means doing things at the structural and uh, systemic levels. Um, training healthcare providers just beyond, you know, implicit bias trainings, but really calling out and dismantling these bias practices that are um, continuing to perpetuate um, these outcomes. Right. There should be widespread efforts for, you know, recruiting diverse workforce, healthcare workforce, um, expanding access to telehealth services and insurance coverage. Um, and really, even in the postpartum period where a lot of these um, preventable deaths are occurring, extending paid parental leave, right, as a policy would offer support during this critical period. So structural and policy changes are really needed to improve these outcomes for black women. Right. That's where my biggest issues was in the postpartum piece. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Outstanding. Mm -hmm. We're talking to uh, Dr. Bianca, Bianca Reese, a public health research scientist. We're talking about the, I would say, a critical issue in today's in today's society and healthcare, where you know, I guess the mortality rate for Black women during childbirth or during childbearing years, and you just you talked about a couple of things that we've talked about on the show a number of times is, you know, you know, systemic racism in mm -hmm. the other areas, and then uh, you know, biases in other areas. And you would think on the surface that when it came to healthcare, because as a healthcare professional, they're not you know actively being discriminatory toward you know African American women during you know during childbirth but it happens and i think sometimes mm -hmm. how do we as individuals take more responsibility of trying to be more assertive similar to what maybe a serena williams did where she because she had a family you know a women a, a large number of women in her family that were like look no this needs to happen mm -hmm. but how how do we educate ourselves and be more assertive you know, in those times of need, you know, especially for our loved ones. Well, yeah, it definitely is an education component, but I should mention that it shouldn't, you know, rely, the burden shouldn't rely on the pregnant person, right? 
who is you stressing up, right? Her yes, Lord. Her body is about to change significantly, <laughs> right? So she shouldn't have to advocate for herself nor should her family members. Mm-hmm. It should come from the healthcare setting and the providers that are working with them. Um, and so, you know, there are racist or just biased practices, things like, you know, testing black mothers for substance use um, during when they're actually in the infant and delivery ward, right? And not testing white mothers. Um, those sort of biases can sort of perpetuate um, these outcomes, right? But you mentioned where you asked about education on our side. I think um, there is a huge movement right now where a lot more, there's a lot more community activism and research led by community-based organizations who are working in and with black communities to really understand and they can elevate, right, their experiences and their specific needs, specifically for black women. Um, so there is some hope and, you know, meaningful progress sort of tends to be slow moving and there's much, much more that can be done. But really keeping the public informed and educated, like you mentioned, K-Mac, about this crisis is a good way to just keep attention on this issue and hopefully drive political will and mainly money towards prevention. Um, black women athletes like Tori Bowie, like Allison Felix, like Serena Williams, and black women across America, we all deserve better. Absolutely. Wow. Good I, stuff. I had a quick text uh, from, from one of the listeners wanting to know, would it help if you had a black doctor? Absolutely, yeah. And so one of the things I mentioned uh, for structural changes um, would be to help increase uh, the diversity of the healthcare workforce. So mm-hmm. things like collaborating with HBCUs and students there, uh, providing things like tuition assistance for diverse scholars or um, hmm. partnering with mentoring programs that can partner students with faculty of color and professionals of color in the field those efforts would increase the diversity of the workforce, right? Because a person would feel comfortable in this situation where, you know, the whole life is about to change um, um, and not have to worry about those things, right? You just kind of want to be able to under have those underlying understandings um, and having a diverse workforce would hopefully help sure. with that. Yeah. Well, Dr. Reese, you shared some key information with us. Uh, I'll be uh, following along with the progress of Black Maternal Health, the, the Black Maternal Health Bill. Thank you for coming out. Thank you for writing all these questions up and, and the intro <laughs> and the close. <laughs> Our new producer. Look, is there anything else we can do? For you? <laughs> all right. Well, let me just plug. And I'm being announced now, but thank you all for your time. I really I am honored to be here, you know, share this information and hope to be back on and share some more. No, thank you. you. It's been back really on. good. Thank you so Keep much. the news coming. Dr. Reese, that, that was cool. Appreciate good you. Good stuff. Yeah. And Zag, get your steps in, 7%. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working he's, on it. He's sitting on 400. <laughs> hey, look. See, see Bianca, he's been cheating. He over here swinging his arm. <laughs> <laughs> trying to figure out the watch. Yeah. He's trying to figure out the watch. He over here swinging his arm. He cheating, Bianca. I'm telling you. Well, you stupid. Yeah, I'm snitching. <laughs> uh, I'd be That's taking. pretty clever. I can't lie. All right, y'all have a good one. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> I'm snitching. You know, I always think whenever whenever we do segments and things like this, it just I just our HBCUs got it. We got to figure out how to put them in the forefront of a lot of this. We got to take right. the leadership in some of these things. Yeah. Things that affect us, that we, should, we should be out it. front, right? Leading it. I, I thought the we same gotta, thing. We got to be out front, and if they and we need to get funding for it and research dollars. Yeah. Let, let, help, let me help you out. <laughs> Let's send it there. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Why am I? Okay, I was going to say something. <laughs> Relive the best moments of the sports shop on the Best of Sports Shop podcast on WRALsportsfan.com or wherever you get your podcast. Are you ready to buy or sell your home? 
The Jim Allen Group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the Triangle, dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs. With the latest insights and expert market knowledge, they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible. Don't wait. Head over to JimAllen.com and start your next move today. That's JimAllen.com. The Jim Allen Group, your partner in real estate. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.